0: Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast, I'm your host Peter Kay. I want to start off the episode by saying happy International Women's Month. I'm gonna say Women's Month because it's not the day anymore. And I also want to start by saying happy new month, happy March. The last episode was recorded in Feb. I did intend on having an episode out last Monday, but unfortunately life got in the way, but here we are now. I hope you are doing well. It's the start of a new week and I've got some exciting things to share, which I'm going to also speak about a little bit more in this episode. So on Saturday, the 4th of March, 2023, I hosted my first in-person event. And As much as I've shared online about how much this has meant to me, this for me represents so much. For the last five to seven years, I'd say, I've wanted to have an in-person event. Now, the type of event I've wanted to have has changed. Initially, I wanted to have a beauty brunch. That was when I was doing my hair care products. So I wanted an event where I could showcase my products, but also have speakers, also have products on sale, lots of different things. So there was that that i initially had the idea for but that never happened and then i wanted to have like a women's well powers and parallels brunch again it's always a brunch with me i guess i do love a brunch um but i wanted to have a powers and pearls brunch again i wanted to have some speakers this was something i was actively actually planning in 2020 before we had the first lockdown I'd actually hired someone to work with me on a freelance basis to help me plan the event but then the lockdown came I left my job and then it was kind of like that idea got shelved so this has been brewing for such a long time I've wanted to have this in-person event and as a result I think because I've wanted to do this for such a long time I had really high expectations I had really big things that I wanted to do and as a result It never felt like the right time. It was either I don't have enough money to do this right now, I don't have enough time, I don't have the resources, there was always a reason. But at the end of march i think turning 28 new chapter all of that kind of thing and really coming to the realization that i've only got two years left in my 20s and i really really want to make the most of them i want to push myself out of my comfort zone i want to experience new things and with experiencing new things sometimes it requires us to be uncomfortable sometimes it requires us to push ourselves to do things that do make us feel uncomfortable right and so i thought okay End of January, I decided I'm gonna have an event in March. I'm gonna have a money management event, I'm just gonna do it. I don't have a lot of time, so imagine from the end of January and I had this event the beginning of March, I only had about four, five weeks to plan it. The venue I already had in mind as I'd, I'd attended a event from a, a previous client and I liked the venue, so I thought I'd just hire one of those studios, it's in my budget, it's, it's quite local to me, it's not too far, so I'm gonna do that. I can afford it let's just make it happen so from the time i actually booked the venue i had four weeks so i got my husband to like make the promo for me so i could post it on my socials and encourage people to buy their tickets but then before we get to how the day went i want to kind of go through the different stages that it went through so once the promo was out it was kind of like okay what if no one buys a ticket what if nobody buys a ticket and then on the day of the event i'm just standing there by myself well not by myself but my husband there as well So after stepping out of my comfort zone, there was all these fears, there's all these ideas in my mind. And the first week, you know, people did buy tickets, but it was quite slow. I probably sold about five or six in the first week. I can't even remember now. I'd have to look at my Eventbrite. But all I remember is that the ticket sales was a little slow in the first week. And I remember speaking to a friend who said that she wanted to come to the event. And she was like, don't worry, like, People are going to buy their tickets on the last week. That's typically when people are going to do it. And there was an initial time I wanted to have tickets ready for, but I missed that period. So it was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, what if no one buys a ticket? So there was that fear. But at the same time, I knew that, do you know what? I've put myself out of my comfort zone. I'm going to do this. Whether it's going to be five people or 50 people, I'm going to do it. And I'm going to give my best to what I'm going to do. So fast forward a couple of weeks now, we are on the day of the event. It's really weird, I, uh, the whole, throughout the whole process, I felt quite calm, although you know there was those doubts in my mind, You know, what if people don't buy a ticket? But as people started to buy it, obviously that kind of went out the window. People are gonna buy it, they're gonna come. And if they don't come, there's no refunds. <laughs> so they've already paid, it's too late, um, kind of thing. But on the day of the event, I thought, I'm probably gonna feel nervous when I actually deliver the presentation. Weirdly enough, I felt so comfortable. I felt so comfortable, I didn't feel nervous, and I really, really enjoyed it. So the event was two hours, it was from three to five, well, ended around 5.15ish, and that's because I had a QA and a at the end, but I did answer questions as we went on throughout the, the session. But as I was doing it, I just felt so at ease, so comfortable, It just felt so natural to me and I really, really enjoyed it. And I just thought to myself after the event, imagine if I never did this. Imagine if I just kept waiting until the perfect time. And this brings me to the first point that I want to discuss a little bit more with you sometimes we use meticulous planning and seeking out the right time as a way for us to procrastinate things that we desire to do and this is something that i am so guilty of this was an idea that i had for so long this was something i wanted to do the idea changed, you know, <laughs> the ins and outs and the logistics changed, but in general, I've wanted to have an in-person event for so long. But this is what I did. I kept waiting for the right time. I kept waiting for the right opportunity, waiting to have a certain amount of money to do it, waiting for the a certain amount of resources to, to get it done. And all of this meticulous planning that I was trying to do was really just me procrastinating what I wanted to do. And how many times do we do this with things that we're passionate about, with things that we want to do? It might not even be a passion per se, but maybe there's something that you desire to do, but you hide behind the notion of seeking for the right time. And we end up, without even realising it, using that as an excuse to procrastinate the things that we want to do. So that's definitely one of the lessons that I've learned from this experience. Another thing which often hinders us as well is perfectionism if you're a perfectionist i can probably guarantee that in some ways you procrastinate because sometimes we procrastinate through our perfectionism because we're trying to get everything perfect and in a way that we feel is you know acceptable or it looks great or everything comes together in the way that you wish we can also use that as a means for us to procrastinate and something that i've learned when it comes to perfectionism is that it often hinders us from stepping out of our box when you're a perfectionist you like to get things right Of course, nobody likes to get things wrong, but when you're a perfectionist, that level of not wanting to get things wrong is even higher. And as a result, if you know that there's certain things you're not good at, you're probably never gonna try them because I'm not good at that. So I'm staying in my lane. I'm gonna do the things I'm good at. I'm gonna do the things I'm comfortable doing. So sometimes perfectionism keeps us in a box. It keeps us doing the things that we know that we're good at or the things that we're comfortable doing. But if we wanna experience new things in life, if we want to truly step outside of our box, truly see how far we can go, what our potential is, how much we're able to learn, grow and develop and all these wonderful things, that's gonna require us to do things that maybe we're not good at initially. It's gonna require us to do things that might take a bit of time and effort and patience and and effort and resources for us to actually improve on. And if we use finances as an example, for some people, managing their money comes natural to them. It's easy, it flows, it's, it's not something that's difficult. It's not something they have to think too hard about. But for others, managing their finances is difficult. It doesn't come naturally. It is difficult to make plans and stick to them. But that doesn't mean that for the person that struggles with managing their finances that they'll never be good at it it just means that maybe they're going to need to spend a bit more time and effort and resource into being able to get in better at that skill but if we just think to ourselves oh i'm just going to do the things i'm good at you're never going to experience anything new so if you're someone that is a perfectionist or you identify with being a perfectionist don't allow that to hinder you from stepping out of your box We're already in the last month of the first quarter of the year and before you realize it we're gonna be in june we're gonna be in july and then we're gonna be coming to the end of the year like the months and the days are just going so quickly and it's just so easy for life to just pass you by and then you just wonder like where has the time gone now i'm gonna say something that maybe some of you don't want to hear but maybe it's something you need to hear to succeed in anything you have to put yourself in a position to fail Now, that's not something that sounds beautiful, or to be perhaps it does, maybe it sounds good, maybe it sounds quotable, but the reality of living that is difficult. And I'm going to repeat one more time to succeed in anything, you have to put yourself in a position to fail. And what that means is that whatever it is you're trying to pursue, whatever it is you're trying to learn, whatever it is you're trying to do, whatever it is you're trying to achieve, you may fail. You may not achieve what you desire to on the first attempt but in order for you to succeed, you have to put yourself in what? A position to fail. And this is the hard part. We all want to be successful. We all want to succeed, but none of us wants to fail. I mean, who wants to fail? Who wants to brag? Who even brags about their failures? Nobody does. And if they do, it's because they've achieved something greater than what they failed in. But one of the things that I've had to learn is this, if I want to succeed at anything, I have to put myself in a position to fail and as much as that is uncomfortable, as much as that is scary, it's very scary, I'll admit, I don't like to fail but naturally I've come to the understanding that failure is not the end of the world, failure is natural, everyone has failed at some point in their lives and if you've never failed at anything, you've never tried anything big, (laughs) you've never tried anything worth pursuing but it's one of those things that it's definitely easier said than done. And I say this because if it was easy, we'd all do it, right? We'd all be stepping out of our comfort zone and pursuing the things that we're passionate about. But this is one of the things ultimately that I've taken away from this experience. Going forward, if there's anything that I desire to do, I might have to put myself in a position to fail. And maybe it's gonna be a position to fail publicly because people are gonna see what I'm trying to do and then also see the fact that I might not achieve it. But I can't allow the naysayers or what people have to say or what people will think to stop me from pursuing the things that mean something to me. The life that you're living is yours. You're going to have to be accountable for the decisions you've made. You're the one that is going to look at your life and either be happy with how you've lived it or regret some of the decisions that you've made. Not the people that you're concerned about. You know, they may have their opinions. People will always have their opinions, regardless of whether you do or you don't. But what's most important is really being satisfied with the life that you've led for yourself. And yes, I know it's easier said than done, but if we go back now to the beginning, I, I'm, I'm gonna land here, I'm gonna land here. I don't want this episode to be too long. I just wanna inject a little bit of motive to action into your week. So going back to the beginning, I'm gonna land here. I'm gonna land on my point. After I did the event, And, you know, people are coming up to me and sharing what they enjoyed, um, sharing that they really enjoyed it, they learned something new. And I knew that they were being honest because these are people that are going to be honest with me. And not not all of them were my friends or people I'm close to. So I can expect a level of honesty and transparency from them. But even just seeing the engagement on people's faces, I knew in that moment that, you know what, girl, you've done it. You did the thing. (laughs) You did what you set out to do. And I was just so proud of myself in that moment. It's quite difficult for me. I'm I'm getting better at it, to be proud of myself. Sometimes I downplay the things that I do and I think, oh, it's it's not a big of a deal. But in this moment, I left that event and I was like, girl, you did the thing. And I'm so proud of myself for facing my fears and putting myself in a position to fail. Not everything may have went to plan. Not everything went according to my initial goal and my target, but I'm so proud of what I was able to do and seeing the impact of you know, what we spoke about on that day and people having their answers to questions that they had, people also leaving that with practical tools of how they can improve their own finances. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what my mission is. If we go back to the fact that it's International Women's Month, I'm calling it the month. I know it was a day, but I'm gonna say a month. There's so much work to be done. There's so many amazing things that women have achieved. But in some countries, women are still second-class citizens. In some countries, women's rights are are not what it is in the West. But I am definitely grateful for how far we've come, but there's still a lot more to be done. And I do like the fact that this campaign for Women's Month, Women's Day is about equity because we have rights, but we don't always have equity, in the sense that there isn't equality in terms of the finance aspect of things. There are women and men that are doing the same jobs, but women are being paid less for it. So there's still that gender pay gap, which is something I wanna speak a little bit more about going forward. But something I wanna speak about more, even more than that, is about investing and women investing and women preparing for their retirement and their future because in retirement quite often women retire with a lot less than men the gap is huge it's huge you know I posted a stat on my Instagram if you follow me on Instagram you can check that out but the, when I say the gap is huge the gap is huge a lot of women that are retiring they're retiring and they don't have enough money to survive don't have enough money to really look after themselves in the way that they wish and so i really want to speak more about this because even when it comes to financial literacy unfortunately a lot of women are less financially literate than men are and this is something that i want to consciously work on impacting even if I can only impact the people that are in my sphere of influence I'm gonna work on doing that because there's still a lot of work to be done and I think if we want the next generation to be a better generation from what we are now one of the things we have to work on is education. And I'm not just talking about education in the sense of getting a degree or pursuing higher education, but I'm talking about that education that's not taught in schools. I'm talking about sharing wisdom, sharing your gems, sharing your pearls, sharing your perils, no pun intended, but you know, sharing your experiences. There's so much that we can learn from when we share our stories. There's so much value in our stories. And this is one of the things I'm really gonna challenge myself to do more. And this is why I wanted to have an in-person event. Because when you post content online, even if it's a, a YouTube video, people's attention is all over the place. Their attention span is just not there. But when you're, there's something about being face to face with someone, being in the flesh, you can feel that person's presence. You can feel their energy. You can see whether they're really engaging with you or not. And you can answer their questions and you can ask them questions too that interaction that we can get face to face is unmatched in comparison to being online because quite often even with me when I'm on online I'm just scrolling you know I'm scrolling and I'm not really taking in the content as much as I probably should be doing and going forward towards the end of this year I'm definitely going to have at least one more event I'm not 100% decided on what that event is going to be yet But I'm definitely going to have another one. You know, having the first one kind of helped me to to get get my confidence and realise that I can do it. But the next one, we're going to do another one. We're definitely going to do another one. And once everything is set and sorted, I'll definitely share with you guys. And it would be nice to, to be able to connect with more of you in person as well. And maybe one day we'll have a Pearls and Perils live podcast episode. Why not? I would love to do that. If you guys would be interested in that, then definitely let me know because I don't want to do it and then, you know, to just be talking to the, the air. <laughs> um, if I'm going to do this event, I want to make sure that you guys are going to come down and support and we're going to be able to engage with each other. But just to wrap up this episode, you know, we're coming to the last month of the first quarter. Last month of the? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have to think about that. And I want you to really think about, you know, what are the things that I really want to develop this year what do i want to achieve what do i want to experience this year this year one of the things i was very intentional about writing down and articulating was not only the goals that i want to achieve but even the experiences that i want to have for example one of the things i want to do this year is i want to have fun i want to have fun i want to really um work on my relationships and spending quality time with my friends with my family building my relationships with my parents' relationships, building on my relationship with my parents as well. This year, I just want to be intentional about connection, um, intentional about my community. So these are one of the things that's also important to me this year. It's not just about me saving a certain amount, being able to achieve something, but it's also the other things in life as well. Sometimes we can be so focused on our idea of success that we miss the moment. We miss actually being present and enjoying hour now and that's one of the things i've been very intentional about doing i hope you've enjoyed this episode i've kind of jumped (laughs) from different points to points but i hope overall you've been able to take something away with you in a couple of weeks time i do have a special guest coming on i'm going to be recording with her she's going to be sharing her journey of how she was able to get out of debt um i don't want to give any clues because maybe you follow her on instagram But that's going to be a really good episode. I'm excited for that. So that will be out in the next couple of weeks. We should be recording it next week, Saturday. So that will be pretty exciting. So definitely keep an eye out for that. The Mr. and Mrs. survey is still active. So if you haven't already left your feedback on that, I'm going to put it in the show notes. So please do leave your feedback. It's really short, honestly, two minutes tops. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a great rest of your week. If you've got any questions and you want to continue the conversation with me, then all my contact details are below in the show notes. Have a great rest of your week and I'll catch you in the next episode.